Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the world and Gaia. Today's show will focus on the cups. about stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above, Myth Tarot Love. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. You know what I just realized? The what? day after this episode comes out, I will actually be somewhat of an expert. <laughs> Because I get to true. graduate. It's true. You'll have your master's. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I just realized Congratulations, that. Congratulations, Biddy. <laughs> um, also, uh, we should probably mention that there are some people in <laughs> our area where we're recording today. So we apologize if there's some extra voices <laughs> that you might hear. Some probably mostly laughter, we're thinking. Yeah, they're, they're happy voices, yes. at least. At least it's happy voices. Oh, definitely, yeah. There's no shouting, no upsetness, unless their characters die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. we just kind of gave it away. Yeah, um, our, <laughs> our our roommates are, are currently uh, doing some Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> and it takes a long time, so, you know. <laughs> and we needed to record. We need so. to record, so it happens. Yeah, so shout out to the guys yeah. playing. Yeah, shout out to all... all all them them D folks out there yeah um anyways yeah so today we're talking about cups yeah season Yay. two season two <laughs> kind of yeah um, so we're gonna be talking about the cups for the next 13 cards next 13 episodes uh-huh. and we're starting with the ace of cups today um but we're gonna kind of give an overview of what cups in general yeah symbolize in the tarot um If you were to relate the tarot cards to a regular deck of cards, uh, the cups would actually be represented by the hearts. Oh, what? Really? (laughs) Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Like Uh, emotional things? Yeah, emotions. Uh, And that's the reason why, is you've got the cups are representing the emotional side, relationship side of uh, specific situations. Um, So I kind of mentioned before that... Uh, the Major Arcana ha- talks about um, life situations, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Minor Arcana, which is like the, the th- each of the 13 cards in each suit, um, represent more specific situations and sometimes the actual people that are involved in those situations. Um, so specifically, the people would be represented by the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. Mm-hmm. In each suit, um, but then you also have the numbers ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder why it's ace and not one. Um, that's a good good question. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it that much. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, I just think it's neat because, like, and I feel like when you play games, ace is normally high, but sometimes I guess it can be low as well. I don't know. I'm just going. I, I'm reminded of like the days when I used to play volleyball and if we got if, if we if we were able to 
you know, shoot the ball over into the other court and no, they weren't able to return the ball, we'd say, ace. It was like a oh. a, a way of scoring because, like, we didn't – we it only went over the net once. So – oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I'm we, like, we should get our, one point or no? No, we, we, just, we just considered it to be, like, a little hmm. extra awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So um, – but that's a good question, the ace. Why is it ace and not one? Hmm. Um, well – I don't know. Figure it out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll do a little search while you talk about the cups in general. Okay, yeah. So let me describe the cups. Um, so I mentioned that the cups are essentially all things emotion, emotional, but also relationship-wise. Um, so there are a few, there are a few connections to the major arcana that was talking about some of the same topics. So, for example. There will be, like, connections back to the lovers, which talked about love and relationships. Um, But that was love in all of its forms, right? So in -hmm. this case, when the cards make references to the lovers, they'll be talking about more specific aspects of that love. Um, The Ace of Cups, for example, talks about that initial spark, um, but also this hope of all the positive aspects of love not just whereas like the lovers could talk about um temptation and like you know some of the more like darker mm-hmm. sides of love uh the ace of cups is everything that's pure about love okay so uh, this is like a positive or more positive suit? it's a very positive card well i wouldn't say suit in general because like they're mm-hmm. The matters of the heart are definitely not all positive. That's fair. Yeah. There are definitely very painful cards associated in the cups as well, um, but they are not represented in the Ace of Cups. Okay. <laughs> in the Ace of Cups, it's all hope, um, all good wishes, and there is kind of this promise aspect of mm. um, all of the good things that that love can can bring. Um, there's also a heavy religious aspect to the Ace of Cups in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of reminded of a verse that says, like, God is love, love is God kind of idea. So maybe that's where that's coming from. There's, maybe, yeah. Um, the Ace of Cups is sometimes said to be the Holy Grail as well. And when you look at the card itself, it looks very holy. Um, so I'm going to kind of describe the Ace of Cups for you. It is on a gray background, and it is this great big chalice. Um that is being presented by this giant white hand that looks like it's coming out of the sky. Oh, it's a hand. I thought it was a pillow. You thought it was a pillow? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got like, okay, it makes it's like, way like more sense clouds around it. Um, there's this like dove kind of symbol that's aiming towards the inside of the chalice, like on top of a cross. Um, there are, it, it, the chalice is kind of like a fountain where water is springing forth from it. Uh, it looks almost like it's springing forth endlessly. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like... Like the, an infinite supply. Yeah, of... like a, maybe some sort of fountain of youth or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also this M that's on top, like, that looks like it's been carved into the chalice. It's upside down, which is interesting, but it definitely looks more like an M than a W. And this is possibly because uh, writer... Like Arthur Waite was actually a a mason, <laughs> so uh, and they say that the masons were in charge of um, guarding the secrets of 
the Holy Grail. So mm-hmm. perhaps that is why there is an M on on the chalice. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, the water is all pouring down into this. It looks almost like this endless pond, um, and there's like lily pads and beautiful lilies, um, or they might even be lotus flowers. Oh, they might be if they're floating, lily pads, yeah. floating on top of the water, which is normally very much a, a symbol of intuition. Lotus in general do represent enlightenment mm-hmm. as well, um, and lily pads are kind of like being able the way they're able to float on top of of water is kind of this idea of being able to surpass your your unconscious abilities Mm. right um so naturally the ace of cups also tends to symbolize an awakening of the intuition as well uh awakening of your knowledge of your emotions but uh while also talking about all of the positive aspects of love Mm-hmm. Um, so if you receive the Ace of Cups in a reading, it's normally a very positive symbol. So normally, um, if it's like if it's appearing as like kind of an answer card, it's it's basically saying the the a- object of your desire is coming towards you. Like if you're getting an Ace of Cups um, as your as your answer, it's it's extremely positive. It normally will also symbolize a new love. So that new love can be uh, a new passion, or it might also be like a true love mm-hmm. um, coming your way. Uh, it can also be like it's it's pretty much a symbol of anything any pure kind of love, right? So it's not really that temptation type of love or the darker mm-hmm. sides of love. This is this is very much a pure love. So it often will also symbolize any new baby. <gasps> Babies. <laughs> exactly. Biddy loves babies, <laughs> by the way. Because how can you not love babies? They're so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it can also symbolize the coming of a, a newborn child, uh, pro- possibly because um, that is a, also a very pure form of love. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't really represent fertility the same way the Empress did. This is more a, a symbol, a promise of new love that mm. is coming. And pure love as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's got kind of those religious aspects to it. It has um, also lots of, the of hope. Cross there. I don't know if you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, um, and also the dove is and very dove, much a yeah. symbol of hope in general as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hope and peace. Um, love has many different ways that it can manifest. Um, so if you're receiving this card chances are you need to kind of ask yourself about which which form of love is it that you need in your life mm-hmm. and that's normally what this card is promising yeah now that i now that you say that it was a hand that's holding it which <laughs> i mean now that you say it, that's all that i can see i don't know how i thought it was a cloud <laughs> but, or a pillow yeah but it's almost like he's saying like the hand is like here you go like here's this gift that's just pouring forth and it's abundant and exactly it, it's kind of like god's hand offering you um, this abundance of love and and graciousness and yeah. purity and hope, um, exactly. And that and that pretty much is what the Ace of Cups is. It's kind of this gift um, mm-hmm. for you and this this positive start to your journey of emotions and the intuition. And so when you get this, then do you do you find that you get it in more of like the future or? Uh, it can like less, or I guess it could be in the past. It too. could be in the past. Um, it 
I've I have gotten this card in all all of the positions okay. before, right? Um, like it's it's meaning can change slightly. I haven't really gotten it as an obstacle before, right? Um, try I always try to imagine like how can this card be turned upside down and like <laughs> like how could this card potentially be a negative card, mm-hmm. especially when it's such a positive card. Um, like I would say, if if the, like the negative aspect of this card might be um, this idea that you do have this promise coming, um, perhaps it could almost be twisted in this idea that um, you have all these like good ideas of of where things are going, but maybe it's not necessarily going to be that way, mm. um, mm-hmm. or maybe it could be twisted as more of a temptation. Generally, the ace is. Ace of Cups isn't supposed to be negative, though. Um, Are the aces in general normally good? Uh, yeah, the ace of or... like aces normally show like the beginning of a journey, okay. um, the and, and the promises of what that journey can can bring you. They're normally very powerful cards. Like they'll they'll be like if an an ace of a suit is coming into your life, then that is kind of the symbol of all of the things that that suit can bring you and all of the the success that that suit can bring you but the success hasn't happened yet it's just kind of a promise of it Mm. right Mm -hmm. um so all the aces can have this positive swing to it i would say um some not always with the ace of swords (laughs) the ace of swords is sometimes a little more um of a challenge Oh, okay. Do you accept the challenge? <laughs> Will you take up the sword? <laughs> Will you take up... The, well, like, because the mm. sword is all about having a double edge as well. But we'll talk more about okay. the swords when they come. Yeah. Um, but generally, the Ace of Cups is extremely positive and mm-hmm. talks about all the love in your life. Mm, that's a good one yeah, to get, then. Pure love, too. Love in, in its purest forms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A, a holy gift from, from beyond. Yeah. Really okay. Nice. So, uh, how have cups generally been represented throughout history? <laughs> Biddy? Wow. Throughout all throughout history, all of history. I cannot. <laughs> I don't know if I could attest to all of history, um, but so, I can talk about some Greek form of cups and vessels. Vessels, maybe I'll, I'll call them vessels. <laughs> some, yeah. Um, See, so, yeah, so I thought what I would do today is talk about different types of Greek cups and or mm-hmm. vessels and then talk a bit about one in particular, which you had mentioned before, um, the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, there's, saying, there's probably lots to say about that. Maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so some different types of Greek cups. I don't know. I find it really interesting being uh, having gone on archaeological digs, being part of it. Mm-hmm. It's really important um, to find because it gives us a lot of information, not only about the things that they could have been holding and transporting. Um, some of them, not all, but some would have been painted. So a lot of the mythology and the stories that we get, we can see them painted on vases. Maybe I'll call, I'll call them vases. Yeah. Um, but... Vases cups will kind of be they're in the same the field water today. water vessels 
<laughs> yeah, well, the water holder things. Well, the things that held the liquids. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes n- non-liquids, too, like grains and oh, okay, that sort of yeah. thing, too. Um, olive oil, um, wine, those sorts of things, especially the amphora. Mm-hmm. Um, that those definitely held those big, like, transport the containers of precious goods. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, amphoras, even um, pithoi, too, like a pithos, they mm-hmm. were rather large. Um, they, they're more for holding storage for, yeah, <laughs> goods and grains and all that goods sorts of grains. things. And even people, actually, they would be buried in them sometimes. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm reminded of, like, the ancient Egyptians who had like their organs and stuff stored in different oh in the canopic jars yeah, yeah in the different jars mm-hmm. kind kind of yeah in this case um, I'm thinking about the Minoans they would sometimes be buried in these like very large jars actually I have a picture of myself beside one and they're basically the size of me <laughs> I mean I'm not tall <laughs> there's a reason why we call her Biddy <laughs> so they're about five feet tall <laughs> if we yeah. Um, so those are pretty neat. Um, so yeah, there's pithos. Oh, the I love using bitty as a measurement. <laughs> it's like, oh, that looks like about one bitty. One, well, yeah. one bitty tall. One bitty tall. That's, <laughs> yep. I mean, you know uh, what? It makes it easy for me, too, <laughs> to figure out, are you about five feet tall, more or less? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another really interesting <laughs> cup. Bad segue. Anyways, um, <laughs> is a crater. And something that I was thinking before about talking about for the Ace of Cups, um, just because they, well, so a crater is another large vessel, um, but it's a mixing vessel. So that's where they would mix their water and wine together um, before drinking because they wouldn't drink wine just straight. Like, straight very, up, yeah. Considered very uncivilized to do that, so they'd have to mix it with water. And at a symposium, which I think I might talk about for the Three of Cups, because that's kind of celebratory. And oh yeah, when I think of cheersing. Definitely think of there's, symposium. There's definitely some celebrations to be had with cups. Yes, for sure, exactly. And yes. so this is one kind of again vessel that they would definitely have at a symposium because that's where all the wine would be and it would be in the middle of the room so it'd be highly decorated and everyone around could see different parts of the decoration parts of the stories that would be told on there which is pretty cool i like that the cup like that you actually had stories being told on cups mm-hmm. right? oh yeah that yeah. i i find that to be really interesting because um like cups in tarot often uh, are about memories mm. and like there's a lot of associations mm-hmm. about how memories are, are tying in with the present and how they they form the future and um and it's all very much centered around the, the symbols of cups and so i love that there's this tie back to the fact that we used to you know, actually have our stories written on cups. Exactly. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, like, not everyone could read and write, and so mm-hmm. a way to relate a story would be to have, like have these a pictures. picture, like a red figure or black figure vase. You would know what it is. Everyone knew the stories because it was an oral tradition, but then you can actually see it as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like our uh, movies <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then getting even smaller, we have a kylix, which kind of reminds me of the Ace of Cups that we have. Like the chalice? Like a, like a chalice, yeah. That mm-hmm. would be more of a drinking cup, and there would be many different styles. Each one of these, these are the, the different types that I've been talking about. They're 
more of like a broad category. There are individual aspects to each one um, that I won't go into too much detail because it's interesting <laughs> to me, but probably not to many other people. We'll have some pictures up of, yeah, of like what these different cups look mm-hmm. like as well because they they are rather cool. They are. They're really yeah. neat. Um, one that I find really cool, I have a little note of the eye cups. Um, so that's a type of Kylix as well. What's neat is that they would actually have eyes painted on them. So when you would drink out of it, it's almost like the eyes on the cup would then be where your eyes are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of freaky, kind of weird, but also, I don't know, I think it was pretty cool. That's that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely seems like a party, party cup there. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes they would have very inappropriate... Um, Symbols. <laughs> oh, of course. Phalluses, phalli, and, and whatnot. Okay, there. so um, let me see if I can try and, like, say all of these cups. Oh, okay. So you've got the Amphora, uh-huh. the Hydria. Yep, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, the Pythos. Yeah. The Stamnos. Yeah. You're like, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm just butchering all of these words. Okay. Uh, the Crater, the Kylix, and the Eye Cups. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I tried. You did. No, that was good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, some some were decorated, but definitely not all of them. Were a very small amount. It would be pretty expensive to decorate them, and most of them were spun on wheels. Again, not all, but we can actually tell by by looking at it how it was made, which I think is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a lot either through burials. Um, people are buried. You know, with cups or sometimes a celebration. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I don't know, they're pretty cool. One of the things that's kind of interesting is that, like, these cups were definitely made of, like, a variety of different materials, but in the tarot, for some reason, they're always shown as being yellow. So, kind of like maybe golden. Mm, Yeah, golden, not really bronze. Bronze, like, there is a golden. I think the cup of Nestor is made out of gold. I should have talked about that one. <laughs> I just thought about that now. Um, that's a pretty famous cup. It's from Mycenae. It's a Bronze Age cup. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe it's not out of gold. Kind of a golden like... mixing cup described, yeah, in Homer's Iliad, belonging to Nestor. He was a king of Pylos. Pylos. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And it, it looks it kind of yeah. It so, kind of looks like a trophy. Almost, like yeah. Like a trophy cup. Yeah, but, like, they would use gold, but, again, it, it was very, it wasn't very stable. It was very expensive, yeah. so not many people would have it, and if they did, it's something that would be looted very easily. And, yeah, no kidding. So well, we have lots of golden cups in the tarot. We definitely <laughs> do. Um, so the, Maybe it's a symbol of their purity as well, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. gold tends to be a very pure... Like a symbol yeah. of purity, mm-hmm. um, because it's a very pure metal. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. It is very pure. It's very expensive, but very pure. It actually reminds me. So I'm going to talk about the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is interesting is that how how much it is in popular culture and in a lot of movies, like Monty Python, Holy Grail, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, <laughs> and the Temple of Doom. Where I think that one. It, that's what made me think of, you know, they thought, oh, it has to be this most ornate, beautiful golden cup is the, the yeah, golden yeah. holy grail. And it wasn't. It was the simplest one there. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> oh, no. It sh- I mean, it came out like 30 <laughs> years ago, so I shouldn't be too worried about that, hopefully. 
<laughs> Hopefully. I'm going to get all this hate mail. I, How dare you spoil you, Indiana Jones? You spoiled it. But if you haven't seen it yet, please watch it. <laughs> I mean, don't. It should be called yeah. Myths, Terror, Love, and Spoilers. <laughs> It's our love and how many um, movie references can we make in one show? It's true. <laughs> it, it is very true. It'll depend on the card, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. But if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it it's, it's good even with that spoiler. It I is. Sean Connery's in it. Like, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I'll just give a little bit of background information okay. about the Holy Grail. Um, it's pretty interesting. So different traditions describe it as different things. So some say that it's a cup or a dish or a stone. Mm-hmm. Um, they provide miraculous powers mm-hmm. of happiness, eternal youth, or um, they even like can heal wounds and give you yeah everlasting happiness and abundance, abundance yeah. and all the good things. Which almost seems that, like that's the very Ace much of cups. yeah that's very much what's being promised with the Ace of Cups mm-hmm. as well as this idea of like. Oh, you're getting this gift of everything you want, pretty much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So it seems as though that's what this cup also would offer. Yeah. Um, but why would it offer such a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I will get to. Do I even have it? I don't even know. Anyways, what I think is pretty cool is the, <laughs> the etymology of it. Yeah. So a grail, they think it comes, or the, the most commonly accepted, theory is that it comes from the latin grad gradulas mm-hmm. um which is an earlier form of that is greek which is kratulas or the crater which i Ooh. talked about before so it's interesting how kind of we have that i, I missed a couple steps in the middle there yeah but uh, to go so- from a large you know wine mixing vessel to this like cup or dish or crater stone. so would that also include like in the ground, like a crater. No, no. So the so crater spelled um, with a is, K instead of. Yeah, there was no C's in C. in Greek, in Latin, and that's mm-hmm. why um, it went from yeah crater to kratulus, which is Latin, but then yeah. to gratulus, <laughs> and, and then to, then grail. to grail. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> me, me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I think it's kind of cool. Okay, so why is the Grail significant? Why does it have all of these quote-unquote yeah, what's special the story powers? behind the Grail? So the story is that the Grail is said to be the cup of the Last Supper mm-hmm. um, that Jesus um, had with him and toasted with, and that it was actually also um, at the crucifixion, so apparently it received the blood of Christ um, as he was passing on. Oh, wow. And that it, it was um, brought to Britain by Joseph. I'm not going to be able to say this right. Armethia. Um, he mm-hmm. he was the one that took the blood and took it to Britain where it was hidden for centuries. Um, but then Mr. King Arthur <laughs> and his knights went on search for it uh, mm-hmm. and quested after it. So that's why it became more popular and in legend. Um, so apparently it is believed to have been kept in a mysterious castle surrounded by a wasteland and guarded by a custodian named the Fisher King, which may or may not come up again in oh. Indiana Jones, <laughs> um, who apparently suffered a wound that was not able to be healed. Um, however, he apparently was able to recover um, and as such, his quest was completed. I wonder if he cool. has an association with the King of Cups. 
Ooh, right? maybe. That might be interesting. I'll, I'll look into that to see mm-hmm. if he does. Um, so let's see. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much why it has the association of the magical properties. Um, and, and it's also associated kind of with Celtic mythology with its association with King Arthur and so yeah. kind of kind of neat. I don't know. Satisfying the the tastes and needs of all who ate and drank from the mm-hmm. cup. That's interesting. You don't need sure. anymore. <laughs> yes. Um so similarly similarly in the tarot we have the ace of cups which is a promise that um that essentially through love you can receive um all, all the healing and all of the happiness that you you have coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but through the purest forms of love, I would say. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good stuff. It's a good card. Get uh, this good, card. Definitely a good card to get in your, in your reading, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Certainly. Um, yes. I've actually most often gotten it as a conclusion card. Oh, that'd Oddly be a enough, great conclusion it's, card. Yeah, though, it's not really very, or as a helper. So mm. like, it most often will come as a conclusion card yeah. or a helper saying, hey, by the way, you have this awesome, you know, uh, it, it's kind of like saying um, the, the powers that be are helping you and kind of gifting you um, through love. Yeah, which is nice. It is nice. It's a nice reminder, reminder that we're provided for. That's right. Anyways, uh, so that's the end of this episode. <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone. As always, so much for listening. On to the cups now. I don't know. It's funny that we're we're almost there. Or not, we're almost there, but we're, we're there. like we're, we're moving on. Ta- yeah, we're at the cups we're now. Moving on now. Um, so next, we're going to be talking about the two of cups. Yes, and I have some dots because I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you with that. Yeah, because there's definitely. Uh, a lot to be said about the Two of Cups. Definitely. And I feel like I have some ideas, but I don't know exactly what yet. So we'll, we'll get there next week. It's true. Um, anyways, so thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, our email and all social media platforms are MythTaraLove. <laughs> yes, at gmail.com <laughs> or just at MythTaraLove, um, Facebook and Instagram. It's true. Yeah. Um, also, if you enjoy the show and want to support us monetarily, you can do so by pledging a dollar per episode on Patreon. Yeah. Buy us a coffee. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> Most days. Most days I do need a coffee. Indeed. Yes. Um, yeah. So next week we're talking about the two cups and we're going to leave you with some parting words from the American Tarot Association. Love is a plant. With many flowers, generosity, forgiveness, peace, honesty, or simply letting your feelings show. Ask your inner voice which kind of love you will need, and you will surely get an answer, because the Ace of Cups is the card of awakening intuition. Stories, cups, and symbols, and all 